Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look at the five and ten. Listening once again. Yes, there you go. See, it should have been a duet, not a single. Hey, welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast, everybody. I am Santa Casey. I'm Elf Matt. And, there you go. Uh, <laughs> look at me. Look at me do something on the fly. Usually, I don't do well with that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, this is—is is this the first of our Christmas episodes? I believe so. I don't think we've done any kind I, of holiday I, thing. No, I think we've had so many other things that have popped up, and like we reviewed black panther and then we did the the rootless shorts episode last week i know it's it's kind of weird because two years ago when we first started this thing like the christmas episodes were all in november all in december but the problem is is we were doing them and and we were doing them twice a week so we had a lot going on during that time you know this is good this is good i'll I'll take this um so we're reviewing a, a brand new short so it's kind of a a segue off of what we talked about last week. Um, we're reviewing the brand new short Mickey saves Christmas, which debuted on uh, Disney plus uh, back on November 27th. So I think it was on Thanksgiving if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. It came out right around there. Um, it is a stop motion uh, animation mm-hmm. uh, is the first time that Mickey has been used in stop motion outside of, I believe there was like a Disney Junior like commercial thing that they used some stop motion for, but like in terms of like a special, a full length type of mm-hmm. special, this mm-hmm. is the first time where it is a stop motion animation. Um, and yeah, I mean it's again twenty three minutes long, probably not even that. Uh, that's uh, with the credits. That's because that's with the credits. Um, <laughs> that's more like twenty minutes because Disney Plus does that thing with it's got the English credits and then it's got the Spanish credits and then it's got like the German credits and then it's got like the Arabic credits and then it's got the Klingon credits and then it's like you know yeah you know it, all all the languages <laughs> all the languages. Um, but uh, it, it was it was when I saw this I was like oh this is really interesting because you know I think for so many people Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas is such a huge like thing that you mm-hmm. watch i, I know yeah. a lot of people that that's like a, a, a Disney tradition people that like that's a big tradition that yeah. they do and then they played it like crazy in the stores when we, we used to work there too that oh. that one the one clip of mickey or i'm sorry minnie and daisy fighting <laughs> on the ice skating rink and it's not I'm christmas not <laughs> you know? it, it's not christmas unless daisy is calling minnie a dirty rat <laughs> yes, and the hippos are singing in the background. That's usually oh, how that yes. goes. So, like you said, this was a stop motion. It, it was. It was. It was. It's meant to be a brand new, um, uh, uh, I guess, tradition for people. Um, I would argue that, and we'll get to kind of first impressions. That unlike Mickey's, um, you know, Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, this is. Those are. Those are like. Those are traditional like mickey mouse cartoons in a lot of ways like mickey's demeanor the 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 fab five's demeanor fab six if you count daisy in there their their demeanor is that of like traditionally drawn mickey mouse it's a little bit more i don't want to say adult humor because it's not adult humor it's more of a mature humor more of a mature narration more of a mature Mm storyline i would argue that this is definitely not that this is like 
your preschooler could watch this and follow this very easily. Um, this is very much in the line of like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, I would say. Would, would you agree with that, Matt? That was actually going to be my first kind of point. Um, yeah, okay. you, you kind of segued right into it is that this this very much uh, feels tailored to the younger generation, which when is I say fine. Y- when we say younger, we mean like three and four or five. Years yeah, old. yeah. Which, like your kids, your kids will love this. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll definitely be watching. This. I watched it late last night, but uh, you know, my, we'll watch it with my kids, I'm sure, and, and that's okay. Like you know, Mickey Mouse kind of in the past ten years has become. From a media perspective, not from any kind of other perspective, but from a media perspective, he is for the Disney Junior crowd. I mean, you. Oh, I don't know about that. You think so? From a media perspective, not from a product perspective, not from a like. I'm talking like a TV show type perspective. But I think that's what's throwing me off is that you said the last couple of years. I was going to say the opposite of that, that Mickey Mouse has actually become much more of a mature. When you think about the newer, the new, newly drawn cartoons, those are, I think, targeted towards the preteen crowd. Yeah, you you are right that the newer cartoons definitely have the more adult like humor back Stimpy in them. humor yeah yeah but i think um, to your point that, that there is I, I i would say matt to to agree and disagree with you at the same time is which i love to do on this show i think you've got to split mickey mouse into two like there is the newly drawn mickey like actually i would even say you guys split them into three there's traditional mickey which generations for over 100 years have grown up grown up with yeah and that is the traditional mickey mouse that you will typically always see when you go down to walt disney world on the disney specials um you know like the the wonderful world of disney all that stuff then there's this newly drawn mickey which i think is meant to appeal to the newer generation of preteens and you know, Matt and, uh, <laughs> and they're well-written shorts. Yeah. And, then, and then to your point, there's this third one, which is that, that Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Type, yeah. Mickey right? Mouse clubhouse roads to racers, you know, yeah. fun house. Like, yes. and, and, and this very much is off of that third. Vein. Correct. Yes. Um, cause there, there are a Christmas special, which another, you know, of my, now this is not an ironic favorite. This is my actual favorite where it's the, um, where it's the short where Donald stays home for Christmas, doesn't fly south, and then Mickey sings the, Oh, the season comes once a year, it's a reason. Oh, uh, jingalingaling, let me hear you sing. Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man, nightmares. You are giving me nightmares right oh, now man. from that. So, oh. I mean, you know, that that's definitely more of that, like, preteen one. But, yeah, this is very, very much, I, 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 I now that you're, now that you've kind of mentioned this to me, I'm updating my argument. Yes, okay. I, I, it, okay. it, it 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 very much is off of this vein of a a Mickey Mouse targeted towards the younger generation. This doesn't feel like one of those. We're trying to make this a timeless classic. This doesn't feel like one of those. This is a new animation that we're trying to target at the preteens. It very much feels like a we are trying to make a special for our Disney Junior crowd, which is that's not like a that's not a knock on it. That just that that's just something that I noticed in what is this special. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting, too, that we're kind of having this conversation. So one of the things that I noticed about this Mickey Mouse and his voice is it was much more 
of the traditional Mickey. One of the things that I've always cringed about with the um with the newly drawn shorts, the newer type of animation is that Mickey seemed a bit more spastic. He seemed to, he seemed off to me and I, I just looked and I wanted to see if the voice who voices this Mickey, as well as any other traditional Mickey is the same as the voice who voices the Mickey in the, in the, in the newer animation. They're two different voice actors. Ah, I, so Brett I uh, I win or Ewen he has has been voicing um uh Mickey Mouse since 2009 and and you know him in again a lot of these shorts Disney's Dreamlight Valley um you know him in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Kingdom Hearts Ralph Breaks the Internet like this is like Disney's go-to traditional Mickey Mouse voice and then in the Mickey Mouse um TV series I'm just looking this up there's um, a, a gentleman, uh, what is his name here? It's Chris, uh, let's see here, voices of Chris Diamatopoulos. He's the one who voices him in the TV series. So it's just, it's you can definitely, yes, it's the same high-pitched kind of thing, but you can definitely tell there's a different, it's like a franticness in the Mickey Mouse TV series versus the traditional media. Which the, those newer ones are more frantic. Oh yeah, um, like they're there's they're definitely move at a more frenetic pace. Um, whereas yeah, this is your more it just like in control, Mickey. I don't I don't know what the best uh, way. Like it's it's hard to describe what this Mickey is. Like infallible almost. Like Mickey can do no wrong in this type mm-hmm. of thing. Like you get this feeling in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that like you know Mickey is just this. He's you a know, hero. Perfect he's a character. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's you know, it's it's Donald and Goofy and Minnie and Daisy and all those and Pluto and all those other people that have problems. But Mickey for the most part is a okay. He's helping everyone solve those problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so in this short, so let's kind of get into the plot here for a second. So in this short uh mickey invites um the gang over to his place kind of, well not even his place it's kind of like this place in the woods this cabin if you will and he's got it he, he he's got it all decked out on the outside ready for christmas and and he he wants to deck it out on the inside and and um he's he's created this like path for santa to be able to find this place in the wood it looks like a mickey ears and but pluto keeps wanting to 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 play fetch with him and and mickey um doesn't have time doesn't have time basically long story short santa crash lands the presents go to the bottom of the lake they got to go to the north pole in the meantime pluto ends up becoming one of the reindeer and prancer gets left behind santa and mrs claus freak out so they decide to go back and look for prancer they can't find her by the way prancer is a she i didn't know that uh did you know that <laughs> uh, i didn't know the genders of the of the uh reindeer i just always assumed they were all male deer i don't know why but anyway um and then in the North Pole, they got to recreate these toys and they get into all kinds of shenanigans. And then at the end of the day, they end up using Pluto and these two other spare reindeer to deliver the presence of Hot Dog Hills. Like, that's basically the gist of it. Um, yeah. So, overall impressions, how did you feel about the short? It's, it's fine. Uh, I, I didn't have any problems with it, but I also wouldn't say I'm like excited I, I i i was expecting a little bit more i i i think that's that was kind of my i i i wanted a little bit more from this 
rather than like when when I saw this be announced, I thought this was going to be kind of something like uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, mm-hmm, Twice Upon mm-hmm. a Christmas. Not so much like the anthology type thing, but something longer than a 20 minute little thing. So yeah. it just it just left me wanting a little bit more. What about you? I, I'm below fine. I will never watch this ever again in my life. <laughs> Save. Friends, save yourself the 23 minutes. It is a waste of your time. I, I, I'm sorry. I love Disney. I love Christmas. I love Disney and Christmas. You know that, Matt. It's very well documented on this podcast. But all I can say is this was a way. I, I feel like it wasn't even finished. Like the the the. I don't know why they decided to go the 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 way of stop motion animation. I really don't know why they decided to go that route. Um. And there's a way you can do stop motion animation to make it look really good. This look uh, looked unfinished to me. It looked mm. bad. Um, I don't know. There was a point where Mickey's ears were not on the way they should have been on. They were on sideways as though he was traditionally hand drawn. And I'm like, this is a 3D space. Why are they on sideways? <laughs> it made no sense. And the other thing that drove me nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. I am a hidden Mickey fan to the nth degree, but at least try to hide the hidden Mickeys. That Mickey Mouse icon was even even the ice breaking apart. Oop, Matt, did I lose you? Oop, you there? Yes, I am. Oh, I, I, thought I, 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 I thought I lost, lost you for a second. I okay. lost internet for a second. Okay, ah, what, what was okay. the other thing that drove you nuts? So, so, no, no. So what I was saying was, I am a huge fan of hidden mickeys but at least try to hide them like everything was a hidden mickey in that short even the ice in the pond breaking away was in the shape of a mickey mouse head like why like it didn't break that way like why did you try to do it like there were some hidden elements like there was a really cool part in there where there was a picture of pluto and it was like of old pluto as an old cartoon pluto like his old animation i thought that was kind of cool right but the hidden mickeys like the hidden mickeys were ever even the dog bones were hidden mickeys like come on man just like Like, hit you in the face with it (laughs) yeah it was it was overly overly obnoxious um so my again overall opinion i will never watch this again if you want that christmas disney tradition with your kids watch once upon twice upon a christmas watch the santa clauses i know we're reviewing that one next week like this this is not is not worth your time i mean your your three-year-old might like it yeah <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe I, but they're but gonna also, look at me and go why does mickey look so weird because he looks different but also, okay, I could understand if there wasn't a Mickey holiday special out here. Okay, now presented with the case of Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, or this, I'm just going to go back to watching Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas or Mickey's yes. Twice Upon a Christmas. Those yep. are good, good, good I, products. Um, we have made the point on this pod two years in a row, and here we are now making it a third year in a row, that it is very hard to break into the traditional rewatch the movie year after year space that is a holiday classic it is very difficult two years ago we reviewed noel have mm-hmm. you gone back and watched noel yet no nope. nope. do you, nope, do you have any plans to. to watch i have noel? no plans to watch noel again i don't but either you know, but you know what movie i will go back and rewatch. um probably again this year and probably and i'm gonna make sure i get it is it's not even a disney movie at this point spirited 
by by yeah, um, that's what you had said. Um, oh my them. god, Disney should have made that movie. They should with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. That is a instant holiday classic. I will go back and watch that. I downloaded the soundtrack. That's usually a good call if I can download the soundtrack. <laughs> but 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 my point is is we've made the point that it is very hard to break into the space. This movie didn't need to be the story didn't need to be told like i just it, it just felt weird to me I'm, I'm sorry to be a debbie downer to everybody on this i'm so sorry but it's just it feels weird it just no right. i i think I, i'm gonna again belabor that point to you that we have a finite amount of time to consume our holiday things because no no one wants to watch anything holiday in march you know it, mm-hmm. it's it's you're, you're not doing it and nope. Even if you are a starting early type person, you're probably November. Like let let's let's give it the like a a, a, a November first, yeah. November first. Let's say you start November first. Got fifty five days to you, watch your stuff. Yeah, you got fifty five days to watch your stuff. Assuming you have you know like a job and a family and other responsibilities that you cannot just. Yeah, you cannot just spend your days consuming holiday content. If if that is your job of just consuming holiday content for the next fifty five days, yeah, fit this in. Um, you know, you can. You got plenty of room for it. But uh, it, it's it's where you've got the classics like Home Alone that we've reviewed, like the Santa Claus that we've reviewed. Um, not to mention like the Grinch and 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 movies like that. And I know that I'm I'm not going to sit here and listen list every holiday movie because that's just going to take too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know there have been some recent ones that that have been worth watching. You know, I, I we we have you know the Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special, which I believe we're reviewing at some point. I think we are. If it's not next week, I think it's we got Santa Claus is next week, and I think we got that the following yeah. week. And then that I think that wraps us up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a new one this year. This Mickey one is new. You know, you have the Santa Claus TV series. Yeah. Last year was um, the Star Wars holiday special, which was pretty good. And I think I think last year, the Lego one, I think last year we had even said, oh, this would be a yearly thing. I haven't gone back and watched it either. Like, like, I don't know. Like, it was good. I remember how awesome it was. But this is a tough space to break into. It really is. It's it's got to be something that just rocks my socks off otherwise I, I i i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend the time doing it i'm gonna go you know what i love i love mickey's once upon a christmas and i think i think part of it boils down to what a lot of holidays are about i'm gonna gonna do some synergy here we've been talking a lot about traditions on uh discontinued on display mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how you know you know this is a big time of you know we, we're, we're not just doing you know christmas traditions we got some episodes coming up with hanukkah and kwanzaa and other and boxing day and other stuff like that this is a more than any holiday a big holiday for traditions yep, yep and yep. it's fun to Yep, this is what we do on Christmas morning. This is what we this is where we go. This is what we eat. It, whether whether this is good or not, we do we tend to do the same thing. And so you're not just trying to break into the space in terms of a time. You're trying to break into a space that is a holiday tradition. Why does yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas stand the test of time? Yeah, it's a great cartoon, but it has been instilled in a lot of people's lives that that's what they watch 
every single year. It is not a holiday unless they have watched a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, well, it's like um, Easter Sunday for me growing up. Ten Commandments was always on the TV. Yes. We had my mom's cheese potatoes and ham, and we would watch the Ten Commandments after dinner. Like, that was that was the tradition. Um, and to this day, I have a copy of the Ten Commandments movie, and I put it on, on Easter Sunday yeah. because it's not Easter without it. You, know, you got to love Charleston Heston, baby, you know? Oh, yeah. But, so the, I, the, the fake the, parting I, of the Red Sea. And yeah. I, I want to be, be very clear here. You got a three, four, five, six-year-old. You want to keep them entertained around the holidays. You want to, you know, maybe you're hosting Christmas and you want to put the kids kind of downstairs in the basements while the adults are upstairs for a little bit. And you want to put something on Disney Plus. This is one of those things you can probably pop on your playlist and it runs for 20 or so minutes alongside some of the other ones. And it's a good background fodder. But for what it was, it just it it it, it really didn't need to be made. The story did not have to be told. Um, and and, you know. I would, like I've said, I would, I would save your 23 minutes and go watch something that you and you already enjoy. That's already built into your tradition. Now, Matt, I got to ask you a question. Okay. I, I sent you a text last night when I was, or two nights ago <laughs> when I was watching this. Now kids, I need you to cover your ears for just a second. I'm not going to say the word, but there's a point around the 14 minute mark of this where I swear to you, I rewinded it like three or four times, turned my volume up that under her breath, I swear Prancer goes, son of a, mm, when she sees Santa driving away. Did you hear it? Did you hear what I was talking about? I don't think she actually said it, but I think the beats were there. She's like, like, it was just like, you could hear her saying it in her. I don't know. Did you hear it? So, so because, you know, you'd already alerted me to it. I of course was listening for it. And I have to admit, it very much sounds like what? she's, yeah, like, okay. like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, and I did the same thing. I, like, rewounded a bunch. I was like, okay, I have to make sure that this isn't, like, self-fulfilling prophecy or something like that. I want to actually listen to this. No, it, uh, um, it's around the 1355 to 1405 mark. There's a point. Prancer's outside. Santa and Mrs. Claus fly over the cabin and they fly right past her and she's squealing. And all of a sudden you hear her go. Rawr, rawr. <laughs> Yeah, it, it very much sounds like and i was looking down because i was wrapping presents while i was doing it i was like wait did she just say what i thought she said and i rewound it and turned it up and i'm like wait and i rewound it again and i, I was like five times and that's when i sent you the text i'm like did she say what i thought she said? it is one of the great moments of the special if you are an adult where it you, is. you can kind of like snap and go Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, she clearly, obviously, Disney's not going to let oh, no, that no, be no, in no, a rated, completely rated G, you know, uh, television show. But I'm telling you, man, I thought I heard it. Um, so, yeah. Anything else about the about the, the short? I got we got some other stuff I want to cover real quick. But... Yeah, no, I, I don't think we need to belabor this one. Uh, we've right. we've we've given our so w- one out of ten. What do you give it? I don't know, four, three. What? I, it, man, you rate so high sometimes. Jeez, oh man. Uh, All right, I give it. A, is I give it a zero. So that's that's, that's okay, where I'm okay. at. I will never ever think of this ever again in my life. So I'll remind you next year. <laughs> oh, thank you, Matt. Appreciate <laughs> it. Well, since we last talked, there have been a couple of announcements or 
um, announcements slash rumors that have come out. Let's start with the rumor. Uh, they are announcing, or there's a rumor out there, that Tron Light Cycle Run is set to open in April with testing beginning in March. Did you see that? Finally. My I goodness. know. Bob Iger gets on board and gets stuff done. What the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is one of those, I think that was already kind of getting done. But, I, I know. I was but we, we've yeah. talked about this. Where I, I do not understand how this took this long. I'm so excited for it to finally be open i i'm yes. i'm ecstatic about it well you, you know why tiana's finally or why splash mountain's finally closing right because tron's done and they can move all the yeah, construction equipment over on. there so that's that's the secondary news which is um splash mountain which we are documented on this pod i even did a convince me on it many years ago uh as the best ride on disney property is officially closing january 23rd at walt disney world to make way for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, I posted this up in the group um, under the Magical Memories banner, and I'm excited. And you all know how I feel. And and again, don't with the hate mail, people. Just leave it alone. Like, it is what it is. Disney gets to do what they want to do with their properties. They're, they're, it sounds like it's going to be a very similar ride system anyway, so you're going to get the same experience. It's a different story, it sounds like. So... I'm pumped about it. I don't know. What yeah. about you, Matt? Oh, I mean, you can be. Here's here's two feelings that you can have yes. at the same time, which is yep. you can be sad that it is changing, but yep. excited about the change. These aren't mutually exclusive things. I think there's this there's this narrative out there that you have to be either on side you love the original or you love the 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 new changes they're making. I love both. I'm sad that it's changing, but also I'm excited for it. Yeah, and and you know, this this anthem of people out there i'm gonna go on a rant here for a second it's been a while since we've had a rant it, it, it is i'm just gonna go on a rant and I'm, I'm sorry if this is gonna lose us some listeners but i really don't care at this point this anthem of people who have this absolute vitriol for disney because they in their eyes disney has become quote unquote too woke boggles my mind because if you actually look at the definition of woke it is consideration for people who are different than you like i don't understand why this this idea of being considerate being kind to your fellow human being has become such a controversial topic it's driving me up a wall and there's this certain segment of people who frankly put i don't think are true disney fans to begin with i think they're just the occasional lay disney person who have targeted this hatred towards the walt disney company because the walt disney company tries to cater and be something for everybody right and and you know we've talked on this pod they're not perfect you know we, we we've had plenty of t- conversations and honestly i don't think the closing of splash mountain itself has everything to do with that i think that's part of it but i also think it's an older ride and i think that tiana deserves a ride that tiana deserves something and if this fits for them and this is a way for them to bring some of that without it taking forever to build a brand new attraction <coughs> tron um you know like <laughs> then let let so be it right like think about how fast they overhauled um tower of terror in disneyland to mission breakout yeah that, that was done in like six months if yeah, they can, because oh, you're not doing necessarily the hard work, which is the machinery and everything. Exactly, you're just doing the the overlay, which and this overlay or this retheming 
it makes sense. Yes. If they were to have said, hi, we're turning Splash Mountain into Tron Light Cycle Splash <laughs> Adventure, you'd be like, wait a minute. What? Exactly. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like this still, like you can just visualize on a base sense how this is going to work. The aesthetic of Splash Mountain has a bayou type Correct. feel to it. Like this isn't a stretch or anything like that. Well, and the other thing about it is, is like, uh, you know, everyone's so bad on the shape. Ah, oh, you're pulling an IP down because you think it has a problem, blah, 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 blah. First of all, uh, uh, what Splash Mountain is uh, um, based off of, yeah, there it is a problem. And there's yeah. a reason why Disney has never re-released it, right? And everyone who's making that complaint, you've probably never even seen it. You've never seen Song of South. You may have seen a, a, a bootlegged copy or a clip here or there. But that said, Take that part out of it. Just think about it from an IP perspective. Let's just say Song of the South was not troubled, but Disney had an attraction that is basically going on 30 some years old, almost 40 years old at this point, based on an IP that nobody knows. They would take it down. Yeah. And they would take it down. The only reason why some of the classics have survived for as long as they have is because they weren't originally IP. They were brand, they were, they were originals to the park haunted mansion, pirates of the Caribbean, jungle cruise. And I would argue pirates of the Caribbean would not be here today. If pirates of the Caribbean franchise wasn't there, it'd be gone. I Mm -hmm. guarantee you it'd be gone. I, I think it would. Haunted Mansion, that one's a little bit tougher of a sell, I think. But but I Haunted, think Haunted Ma- Mansion has more of a, a more of a following than something like okay. a Pirates. I, I see agree. where your argument of Pirates. See what I'm is trying coming. to say though? Yeah, yeah I see where that like, argument's coming from. But, but I'm saying so Disney has a 40-year-old property or something close to 40-year-old property on its hand that or attraction on its hand that's based on an IP that nobody knows. Take again the problem out of it, just the fact that no one knows it is a problem. Yeah, it makes sense. They want to theme it to one of their most popular IPs that has no representation in the park. There's a reason why she's in every parade. She's in every fireworks show. She's in an every projector show because she's popular. Well, and just the Disney princess franchise yes. is what Disney has built their whole company yeah. on. <laughs> like the first movie was a princess movie. Like this, this is, I, I agree with you. Like take all of the, take all of the, you know, political discourse out of it. Disney is updating their ride to a more recognizable IP. Correct. It's what they did with Frozen and Maelstrom, though Maelstrom yep. was not based on an IP. They, but it's 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 for, for all intents and purposes, this is not based really on an IP either. Let's just call it for yeah, what it is. It's, yes, it's, it is, but it's not. You know, I mean, I I'll, I don't know the story of Song of the South. I don't know if what I'm seeing in Splash Mountain is what happens in Song of the South. Maybe it is. Yeah, I don't. Maybe know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I honestly have no idea. And and to be frank, I like there's a, there's a part of me that's like, I wish that I could watch Song of the South to be more educated on what it actually is, is about. Like, I know the general reasons that it is. <laughs> well, you can Wikipedia to kind of get the general plot line if you absolutely wanted to. And and again, the, the entire narrative itself is not necessarily bad. It's the way that it portrays a few of the, the characters kind of like this it's this this pollyannish view of slavery in the south is basically yeah. what it is you know so yeah um so yeah january 23rd is the last day that you get to experience splash mountain 
if you want to take a last minute trip down there and are interested in doing a last minute trip to, to say goodbye, uh, I know just the person who can help you book that trip. His name is Casey <laughs> Woolley with Magical Memories by Casey. Uh, no, seriously, um, if you're interested, if you're a Disney Visa card holder right now, um, you can save up to $400 on, on traveling. So if that's something you want to do, let me know. I can look and see if there's a spot available. Um, there's just some gen- just general um, uh, resort discounts across the board right now. Disney Plus, Disney um, Disney Visa card holders, and just overall, there's up to $400 in savings at select resorts as well. I just was looking at something uh, for someone the other day and uh, got them booked, or I'm going to have them booked. So yeah, if you were interested, January 23rd is the last of it. Again, um, if you want to try to take your chances and plan to be down there for Tron, Tron Light Cycle Run, April is a great time to go to the parks. Um, so find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash magicalcasey, or just email us here, uh, uh, beersandears1928 at gmail.com, and um, I can get you get in contact with you. So yeah, um, so there's like one more thing I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. Now, did you see Bob Iger was at Disneyland yesterday? Yeah, he was at Disneyland with uh, Josh tomorrow Josh. doing the candlelight procession. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, the, Just the, the fans am- were going like crazy. They were so oh, excited. The the cult of personality around him. Yeah, is is there now? Don't get me wrong. I definitely am a Bob Iger fan, but uh, I'm I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see some decisions come out. Like I'm waiting for him to roll back because right now he has not rolled back a ton of Chapek decisions. Well, he's only a friggin' week and a half into the job. I, two weeks. I mean, I, I get it. I, I and again, some... I don't. I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of decisions rolled back anytime soon. It definitely not in the parks. I think if anything, we'll see them elsewhere. Yeah. I I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see kind of what, what, uh, what he does, what he does. Yeah. I think his, I think we talked about this last week. We actually got some really good feedback last week. We had a couple people reach out to me and say that they really enjoyed, um, enjoyed the, the conversation about, about kind of where does, bob go from here and and the difference between the bobs and all that stuff i think i think again as we talked about last week priority numero uno for bob right now is finding his successor um and starting to groom him pretty quickly yeah um strangely enough there seems to be um an underbrewing of people who don't like josh tomorrow recently have you started to see some of that well here here's the key and this is where i will i will i i I will agree with some of the discourse when jpeg was in charge of the parks and Iger was the ceo when there was a parks decision that we didn't like we directed our hate towards bob jpeg and Mm -hmm. and and now when jpeg was in charge Yes, he helped make some of those decisions, but also Josh tomorrow had to sign off on some of those decisions as well. And but do you think though, but because I've heard that argument too, but my, my counter to that is Iger seems like the type of boss, the type of CEO who says, here you go. You're empowered to run your division, your department, your whatever, the way you need to run it. I've got the big high level ideas. You've got the, the, the more specifics to your team. So when something went wrong while Chappick was in start, charge, it made sense to blame Chappick. When Chappick becomes CEO, Chappick seemed to be involved very heavily in a lot of the day-to-day operational stuff and not the big picture stuff, which means there seems to be this general 
feeling that like he never really let go and never let Josh do what he thought was right for, for the division he was running. That's the key is I would, I, that it's, it's there, it's this, there's people that love him and there's people that don't love him. And the reason that there's this division is because people don't really know how much he was involved in the decision-making. That's fair. And, and, th- and that would be my point is if he's not involved, the de- if he was not involved in the de- decision-making, he was just being strong armed into doing these decisions because that's what Bob wanted. Great. I like, I I'm, 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 that's not on tomorrow, but if he was, it's not on tomorrow, a- but it's on the next day. But I'm <laughs> Oh, oh come on, that was really good. I just the way you said tomorrow. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, but if 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 he was kind of like, yeah, this is the direction we need to go. This is a great. These are great ideas, Bob. Let's do it. Um, then I think he deserves a little bit more criticism. But I do think that getting him and Iger as the getting him and Iger on the same page, I think is going to be a really good relationship. I agree. I agree. I think tomorrow has a, has the ability to kind of be like Eisner's Wells, like Frank Wells, Michael Eisner, Bob Iger, Josh tomorrow. Like, you know, the, when, when they were together, that, that was some of the best time of the Walt Disney company. And of course, unfortunately with what happened to him in the plane crash, you know, I I think this is kind of like a dynamic duel, for, and I, I, Iger for the fact that Iger appeared alongside of him yesterday was a choice. Yeah, he did not have to do that. He could have walked into that park by himself with his security detail. The fact that Demaro was there with him absolutely was a choice. Iger knows optics. One of the reasons why I think he even considered running for president is that he knows optics. So that to me says a lot. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be this, like I said last week, this is the most intriguing story in not just Disney, just it's an intriguing story just in general. Um, of like what's going on in, in the corporate Disney world. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that are very, very interested in it. And from a boring perspective, the big news that came out, I, I had to do some reporting on it because of, because it involves sports, you know, BAM tech, which was what, what, you know, helped kind of create Disney plus that was uh, still owned a little bit by major league baseball. Mm. And um, Disney recently this week, they bought out major league baseball. And Wait, what? Wait, what now? They bought them out, and so now you mean Disney they bought owns... out the, the okay. <laughs> the way you said that for a second made it sound like they bought out the MLB. Like they, no, like they, they did not buy. The bought out, they okay. bought out. I was MLB's, like, hold on a second here. They bought okay. out the MLB's stake in got Bam it. Tech, got it, got making it, got it, got them okay. the sole owner of Bam Tech. Got it, so, got it, got it. um, you know, it, to me that kind of goes along the like what did they need to fix their streaming service? And part of that is getting BAM tech, which is what this all was based off of completely under their control. So um, already you're kind of seeing things start to move. You know, if Disney was smart, they would figure out a way like, okay, I know the whole idea of Hulu ESPN plus Disney plus this idea of like this trifecta, 
But like, if they were smart, they'd figure out a way to consolidate that into one or two. Like, I know Hulu's not a hundred percent owned by Disney. I think they own like fifty or fifty-five percent. So there's some, there's obviously some hurdles to clear there. But they would be able to figure out a way to consolidate. My God, if they just simply moved the ESPN portion over to Disney Plus, the the, the number of subscribers that would stay on Disney Plus permanently because of that would become that much bigger, right? Like I, 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 you know, you could absolutely offer the, the Disney plus subscription option with or without ESPN included with it. And it's just part of the same platform. Yeah. Like there, there are a lot of ways that they can do to, to fix that. Now, again, I'm not a streaming techie guy and maybe that's the worst idea in the world, but that to me seems like that would make a lot of sense. They've got all these, pro- these properties, like they've already kind of got the infrastructure set up on Disney Plus with this idea of you've got Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic. Now suddenly you add ESPN to that and you add Fox Studios to that. And suddenly you can you can kind of search whichever kind of one you want in there within the Disney Plus platform. If you could figure out a way to get rid of Hulu completely and it just all flows into Disney Plus, that would become a I think I mean Disney Plus would become the preeminent streamer you know i would agree like i i think they just need to make it easier yeah um like i don't even know how to read my bills right now between hulu and disney plus like who am i paying and why am i paying i don't know i don't get it like and and from an espn plus standpoint like um uh i'm a sports guy and i don't have espn plus and and part of that is um, it's, it doesn't have the sports that I'm looking for and the, the like original shows that it has like Stephen A's world. I'm like, I don't need to listen to Stephen A Smith more. I, I don't need more Stephen A Smith in my no, life. If, if they anything, were smart, I need less Stephen A Smith. In if my if life. they were smart, they would completely devolve the, the dis, dis, dissolve just ESPN completely and just feed it into the streaming channel. But like, it, but I could see where if ESPN Plus things came on with my Disney Plus, and I had to, you know, um, pay the eight dollars extra, pay the five dollars extra in order to watch, you know, these types of programs, I'm more likely to do that than I am to go to subscribe to another correct, exact program. Well, I I just I can see a model where they begin to feed all of their content to this streaming platform and to get it, you've got to pay for it. And then for major events, you know, like Monday night football or whatever. Yeah. There's still advertising revenue in there. Like, I I don't know. I just, to me, I feel like it's too segmented and this isn't just a Disney problem. This is across the board, all of the content providers, problems, universal paramount. Like it's like, you've got your network side of things. You've got your streaming side of things. You got the technology now. You can clearly stream things live. They just streamed the Elton John thing live. Yeah. So why not? Why can't you bring those two things together? And maybe it has to do with just the bandwidth isn't available. I don't know. But I, I just I you're right. This is one of those things where this is this is gonna be Iger's front and center priority um before we see anything having to do with the parks. Yeah. And, and I think that's, again, another intriguing thing, a great piece I'm going to bring up. I, I spent a lot of time on the ringer. I like the ringer. It, it, I like the website. They have a streaming guide 
And what I love about it is kind of they're talking about the quote unquote streaming wars, so to speak. And each kind of week they come out with a ranking of the streaming services. They have a whole, like you can read the process behind it, but basically it's how many hit shows do they have? How, like Mm -hmm. how much staying power do these streaming services have to keep you engaged on their platform? Because like you can have one hit show like, Oh wow, this is great. I mean, HBO Max just got done with House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, huge deal. But now that's done. And so what else is on HBO Max that is causing people to want to continue to subscribe? And so it's a really interesting mm-hmm. guide to kind of give you a one if you're looking for something to watch, it'll give you kind of that, but also an a, an interesting kind of weak thing to look at of like, okay, where are these streaming services ranked based on what mm-hmm. the products are that they're coming out with? Interesting. It's funny because I got rid of Netflix six, seven months ago, probably have not missed it one day. And I switched to HBO max six to seven months ago. It has become my favorite streaming service. And I don't even watch game of Thrones. I I like it because it's got some of my favorites on there. It's got a ton of great movies on there, like old school movies. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just, and it's a reasonably priced service too. Like Netflix for the price I was paying was just getting obnoxious because there just wasn't anything on it. It just wasn't good. So, all right. Well, we are being signaled. It is time to close on out of here, Matt, how do our wonderful, wonderful listeners get a hold of us? You can email us beers and ears, 1928 at gmail.com Facebook beers and ears podcast. Uh, 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 Twitter and Instagram at beersears1928 sorcerernetwork.com for all our episodes um, I talked with us on discontinued on display that I'm going to try to do some maintenance on the site um, I'm learning some things in my sports writing of how to set things up um, and I, I, I kind of want to set it up so I can streamline content to it much easier and in a more uh, 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 consumable way there's a good <laughs> good way of seeing it but on there right now all of our episodes are categorized Casey's doing a great job with that so if you're looking if you are looking for a park to take a parks vacation you can look up all of our parks episodes if you want to revisit some kind of take that we have uh, that we have done um, and want to call us out on it you can go back and listen <laughs> so um, um, yeah absolutely check that out and uh, um, I'm sorry, I got a little flustered. The Packers just scored against the Bears, and uh, I'm a little bit excited. <laughs> so, oh, Matt. Oh, uh, Matt. So, oh, pa- uh, I, didn't, I, I even didn't realize they were playing today, to be honest Yeah, I, I just turned it on uh, in the last five minutes because uh, I wanted to see the end of it. Um, anyway, uh, we got, again, a couple of holiday episodes coming up, and then we'll be taking our normal, like, over-the-holiday break yeah, um, so so next week we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special, which I have got to sit down and watch. I've heard great things about it. And then it, it's the, very fun. The week after that, we are wrapping up the 2022 season, Matt. Can you believe this? The wow. 2022 season uh, with our review of the series, The Santa Clauses. I just watched episode four last night. Have you got into it at all? I have not. I've been saving it. Um, the first two episodes were, were, were pretty flat. The last two, though, have been awesome. And last night or yesterday's the one on Wednesday ended on a cliffhanger and I am like on the edge of my seat. I know who it is. I know whose hand I saw, 
which makes me even that much more excited to, 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 to see the show next week. So I think this is a, what, six episode series or seven episode series? I can't remember. So we'll be reviewing it not quite when it's completely finished, or maybe it'll be finished. I don't know, but we'll, it will be right in the middle of it. And that's how we'll wrap up the season. Um, and then we're moving into 2023. We're almost like, we're only four months away from our three year anniversary, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like to think about how long we've been doing this. It's um, crazy, man. Well, and, ah. and, and I, I said, you know, this this is this is the first project that I have started that I've actually like stuck with. Yeah. And and I so just from a personal standpoint, I am very proud of this podcast because that this is not something that I flamed out on that oh if I decided to you know start it and then never finish it or you know just discontinue it uh, like we're still doing it and that that makes me personally happy well you know and we have a a a steadfast group of anywhere between I'd say 60 to 120 listeners per episode, depending on, on the episodes. And I, I think at any given time, our, our listeners are maybe three or four episodes behind us. So that's okay. That's one of the things that I think is perfectly acceptable about our podcast is we're not in any chronological order. Uh, so you can come back and listen to us time and again. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and raise our glass. This episode has been on us. We will see you again next week. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.